What's poppin'? Who you a Brand new whip, just hoppin'. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshin'. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad bitch in the friend zone. This shit sound like an intro jet song. Give me that tempo. Told Pooh he'll fool with the shit. Told her don't let her friends know. In the villain, I move like a dime. Even Pettuccini and Vincenzo. Feels good to be back. Two in a week, baby. We are, we are, we are living life. We are back at it. Yo, that's what we told everybody, though. But hey, I seen you a couple days ago. But how you doing, brother? You're outside. You are literally on the stoop. On the stoop. Literally on the stoop of Collegeville right now. We are live on location, literally. Yeah. This is the stoop. I'm really. I am on the stoop, representing the stoop. I love it, bro. Like this is great. I like it. I like it. (laughs) So, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. Today's episode, if you can't see by the caption yet, we are going to be surfing the web of sports. We're going to be doing a wide variety of literally every type of sport. We're going to hit a little bit on it. We're going to do Stoop Kellerman. We used to call PJ Stoop Kellerman because he breaks down boxing. And Max Kellerman, that's all he's good at. That's not all Paul's good at, though. But that's his best. (laughs) That's his favorite subject. So we are going to be talking about boxing in today's episode. We're going to be talking about UFC, PFL. We're even going to dazzle in a little bit about the NHL at the end. We're going to talk about the Phillies a little bit. You got a hat on. I want to talk about them a little bit. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about here. You know, we've had a lot of lot of stuff going on in sports right now. And I feel like everybody only wants to talk about certain things that actually aren't related to what is going on in sports right now. Like, you know, like. John Morant, everybody's trying to talk about that. Let, let, let's be real. We're, that's not even going to be a subject today, but I do want to touch base on it real oh. quick. First off, he's 23 years old. They gave him $200 million. Paul, what would you be doing right now if you were 23 years old with $200 million? Probably not that stuff, but probably something stupid, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> First of all, I'm not walking around with a gun. I'm probably going to walk around with a rocket launcher. Second. <laughs> I got a flamethrower. <laughs> I walk, I walk around with a cannon, bro. Like, I'm not walking around with a little piece. Yeah. Like, my shit's going to be attached to my car. Like, I'm not playing no games. Like, but, yeah, I'll probably be doing a lot of stupid shit. 23, I was already doing a lot of dumb shit as it is. Give me millions, yeah. I'm worried. Listen, like, I love sitting here and hearing people say, like, he should be doing this or that. I'm like, yo, it's very easy to say that shit on the outside. But then you look yeah. at, like, certain things that, you know, even these athletes, like, uh, you know, Gilbert Arenas, for example, Look at it. He learned. He did shit on that, and he learned. Uh, Hold on. It's it. It's not easy, you know. Especially when like, I, I kind of feel bad for the kid because the media is bashing, and the media has been kind of throwing shit out there like that they don't have to throw out there. It's like they want him. It's like they got they got to have some culprit in the NBA that they got to make look look bad for the entire league. You know, it's like it's it yeah, annoys shit out. I'm rooting for the kid. I honestly hope he gets traded out of there or something. Like, bring him to Philly, maybe. I'm just like, I'll take it. Like, come on. Come on. I'll be I'll your take, bodyguard. I'll take, I'll take a pissed off job around. We got to keep him out of North Philly, though. But, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. We, we, Stoop Life will we be his bodyguard. I'll hold the guns. Let's go. I got you. I don't want to shoot nobody, but, you know, we'll hold the guns for him. We know I if got you guys. Two right we here. know if you guys. We get to go. Yeah, now for real. Uh, but anyway, let, let's talk about, see what I'm saying now? People are talking about that, and that doesn't have anything to do with actually what's going on right now. The history that's being made in the NBA right now, we got one team that advanced to the finals that never made it in their history. Nikola Jokic 
And Jamal Murray led the Denver Nuggets to the finals, and they swept the Lakers. And all anybody wants to talk about is the Lakers getting swept. But I want to talk about how good has this Nuggets team been, bro. Like, people slept on them all year. I love it. Like I absolutely love it. I love the way they push the rock. Thank God Jamal Murray is back and fully healthy. Because I, I can go back and look at her, look at the group in 2020 when we were talking about the bubble and how much I was praising Jamal. He, they're a different team without Jamal, and it showed exactly. these last couple years. Now he's back. Yeah, I mean... Then, like, he, then you're talking to Aaron Gordon. Uh, that team pushes the ball quick, dude. It kind of... Even with Jokic being this good, like, man... This seems. I don't know how you beat them right now because of how fast they're moving. I agree. It's and they're like people like when when they're talking about oh the Lakers got swept they suck. First of all, they could have been an eight seed and got swept. They made it that far. Like that Nuggets team. Like the only reason they didn't sweep the nut the the Phoenix was let's be real. They had they had uh, KD and Booker. Both of them put up forty five. They were gonna gonna steal a couple. You know they They both put up like forty five. But like they're they're both bigger. They're both bigger players. Like you got yeah, you got true. point guards on the Lakers that were playing on their small. Jamal Murray's a big ass point guard. Oh, like yeah. he's he's a big dude. Yeah. Caldwell Pope is a physical big guy. The big type of point guard. Michael Porter, he's big as shit. Aaron Gordon, yeah, big as shit. And, and they can all play. Shot. Uh you know, we were just talking about this off camera and about how like I love the three teams that are left. Even though I don't like Boston, I love the fact that they're not a super team. They've got them three superstars that they traded in for. So it's like, I, I like seeing here. I got some numbers I got to go over right now about Nikola Jokic because I feel like a lot of people, actually probably 99.9% of people, disrespect this guy's game. And I think we're from Philadelphia. I, I agree. Joel Embiid did deserve the MVP. But Nikola Jokic did as well. Like, let's not be let's not yeah. be wrong. Like, um, it, it, I don't know how you vote what? it. But let's look at these numbers. I want to look at this right now. Going, in, going yeah. into the finals. Nikola Jokic has eight triple doubles in the playoffs, which is number one all time. That's got to be top ten. I'm about to say that's got to be number, number one, one all time. He tied Will, and then he beat Will. He's number he's number one now already because he had a triple double in game four. He's averaging in the playoffs in 15 games played. He's averaging 38.9 minutes per game. The reason I'm bringing that up first is because I do want to talk about the Sixers and Joel Embiid, and I want to get some shit off my chest about that. There has only been one center in the history of the NBA to average over 36 minutes per game. That was Wilt Chamberlain. That's it. And now Jokic is. He's a different type of player. The motherfucker's a unicorn. Yeah, he is. He's a unicorn. Paul, he's averaging 29.9 points per game. That's my daughter's favorite mythical creature, too. He's a unicorn. Like I mean, like I watch the guy play, and I think every time he shoots the ball, it's going to be like an air ball, and it goes in. I think every time he passes the ball... He's just throwing it randomly somewhere, and it's a dime. You know, his, the way he plays, I don't understand how he. I don't. I don't know, man. Like he just gets shit done. He's averaging twenty nine point nine points per game, thirteen point three rebounds, ten point three assists, point nine blocks, one point one steals. The reason I'm bringing that up is because in the bubble, the bubble year, they played twenty games. He averaged yeah, thirty six and a half minutes. He was over it as well. 24.4 points per game, which is five points less than he is now. 11.6 rebounds, which is three rebounds or two rebounds less than what he is now. But the big number yeah. is 
five assists per game that year. Remember how good they were in the bubble? Everybody said, oh, yeah, it's Jamal really Murray, it's Jamal Murray. Hey, He's averaging 10.3 assists now, double what they did then. Yeah. Maul's being him now. <laughs> but I want to point out, it's not just Jamal. It's Jamal being there and Michael Porter being healthy. People don't talk about him. When he's healthy, he cool. he's a ball. Doesn't he four for four? He was four for four, four for three last night. Four game, right? for four. He had fifteen points. He's averaging, I think, sixteen point five points per game, give or take. I mean, like when 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 you got a like, you when you got a wingman like that that's doing his job on both ends, and you got an elite point guard doing his job. You got the center being the best player on the court because he knows he is. You're gonna you're gonna go hey. pretty far. You know, an elite wing, uh, an elite. Point guard, you can shoot, right? Yes. Who's that sound like? I don't know who we're talking about. The Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're pushing it just like they are. They're yeah. Move, they're so they're fast. Like Michael Porter does. He's kind of. I'm not going to compare him to Clay Thompson by no means. Yeah, I, I know but what you're saying though. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He doesn't like have Clay to get doesn't. dribbles either. Like that. That's the thing. Like exactly, and that's they look. Like a a Golden State team on steroids. Right Absolutely, now. and like people want to talk about the Sixers. It, 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 when you nobody's look, saying it either. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. Like if you look at the Sixers and everyone's saying, "Oh, Joel Embiid, you can't win with him." Like no, it, it like you got to have players that are doing their jobs around them. Like they're all doing their yeah, job, I agree. and they have no all lack of, of confidence. Like uh, Michael Porter, Tobias Harris, like just switch them, just switch them. The Sixers would have been a lot better because he's doing his job. You know, like, yeah. Michael so, Porter's doing his job. I mean, that's no knock on Toby, though. That's no knock I, on Toby, though. But this Michael Porter's being better. He's, right be, he's being better in the moments that they need him to be better at. That's why I mean, yes. like, there like you Tobias go. That's, Harris. That's perfect. Yeah, like, for the Sixers, Tobias Harris has been, well, he plays good. He plays great defense. And then when you actually need him to do something, gone. You know, and, and I'm not, like you said, I'm not knocking him specifically. I'm knocking the team build. You guys got to understand that to win to win this, you can't just get a super. Yeah, we had the MVP, but the MVP hasn't won the conference finals in four years since Giannis won it all. Yeah, and since yeah. then, I don't even know when it was. Like, that's the thing. Like, usually the MVP doesn't win the title. Like in history, it bring on Steve. I know he has that number on the MVP. I want to point out something about that too. It's only like three or four of them, I think. It's not high. It's not a lot. I remember we discussed it before, and it's the same as football. Like, the MVP of the regular season does not win the finals. I think Steph. Didn't Steph do it? Did Steph do it? Or no, he lost it because they won. I don't think Steph did, no. Um, But I think 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 it was Mike Giannis. Oh, no, they lost that year. Magic? Was it Magic? He might have. We're going to have to figure that out. Someone might know in the comments here. But how many many MVP in the NBA won the championship? I'm willing to bet it's five to six, five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. We'll figure it out because I don't know. But that's my point. And I want to point out something else. It's pretty crazy for all you Sixers fans out there. Keep your head up because of this stat. The last three MVPs, you got Joel Embiid, didn't win that year he won MVP. You got Nikola Jokic back-to-back, didn't win, didn't make it either of those years. He's in the finals the year he didn't win, the year after. Giannis won the MVP. Didn't make it that year. They won the title the following yeah. year. Won so hey, year. I'm just saying, like, I I mean, maybe, maybe the Sixers are gonna win next year because of you know 
history. Probably not, because, you know, we're, we're from Philly, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, while we're on yes. the Sixers, though, since we are Philadelphia-based, we got to touch base about the Sixers. Yeah, Next season. Touch base about them. Yeah, season's over. Um, we're not going to talk too much about what actually happened because it, I don't know. Everybody knows what happened. But for next season, yeah, we're talking about that. Uh, if if you're the Sixers right now, who do you hire as a coach? Who are you taking? Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Yeah. Okay. I have no. I have no. I'm, I'm, that. You know, I'm saying that because I I do have a in, little inside resource who uh, who has seen these guys practice, and I'm not going to mention name, but she said Sam works really well with them. See, we're uh, going to get her on soon. You said that before. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I think they need an outside source, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think everybody's saying that. I, and I think that's a common theme of what you would think. But then I saw the yeah. response. I saw I saw everybody talking about Joel and B being very upset about Doc Rivers getting fired. I thought it was funny yeah. because all of our fans are like, yo, kick this dude out. He's not hard on the players. And then they're saying the opposite. They loved him. He's hard on the players. And I'm like, Joel and B isn't happy. So now I'm like, all right. Let's keep an eye on Sam Cassell. Not only because of that, but because of the odds yeah. in Vegas. So Sam Cassell went from uh, plus twelve hundred. Now he's second favorite at plus three eighty to be the Sixers. I coach. think he's gonna get it. I think he's gonna get it. Uh, Sam, first of all, Sam Cassell was a very, a very good player in his day as well. So I mean, and he's been on different coaching staffs. And was, being with Doc doesn't mean you're gonna be Doc Rivers either. Oh, no, not at all. So that's what a lot of people have to understand. People, like, just because you're somebody's understudy doesn't mean you're going to actually be them. Sam's a point guard. He's going to coach the game like a point guard, yeah. and which means we're going to get a point guard. I wish uh, I wish so, that did happen, though, where if you coach under your prodigy, you become like that. Because, man, we had Brett Brown. He coached under Pop. Whew, that would have been great. But, yeah. Thank you. Perfect example. Exactly. Coach under Pop. Yeah. Perfect example. Nothing like it. But, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there. So I like Sam Cassell. I like when I see Sam Cassell on the sideline as well, yelling at the guys. Like, you know, I yeah. think uh, – He's he's a t- – yo, he's no bum. Let's just say. Let me just throw this out there. <laughs> Steve Nash was able to get a job because he was a former MVP, right? Like, Sam Cassell's actually been yeah. coaching in the league. And has and he's a champion. Yeah, I mean, he's ugly, but, he hey. does have a ring. <laughs> Dude, hold on, hold on. Uh, he's very ugly. He's very ugly. Shout out. Baltimore's own, and I mean, there's a special, special heart place in my heart for Baltimore. So, listen, Sam Cassell, he's been he's seen what winning teams are, though. Yeah, I, I mean, played for he played for Houston those two years with, with Hakeem and Clyde. Like yeah. he was he he was the guy. He no, he wasn't the guy, but he was he was on that rotation and hitting shots. By the way, I agree, he was good. He's a key contributor. I like key him. contributor, good player. So yeah. I, but Doc knew how to win as a coach. So I mean. You know, like I want to give Sam. One thing is like Doc Rivers' record in clutch games. It's just like holy shit. Like it's so no, bad. Not good. But then at the same time, if you ever look at the players that he had there, it's like you got a bunch of guys that are like I don't. Know. I thought this Sixers team should have won that game five, game six. But yeah, I mean, hey, they they gave in though. Yeah, they gave in. But uh, they gave you know, like uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. They got an interesting off season. You know, we got James Harden out there. Might come back. There's some some speculation now out there. Damian Lillard's putting putting the soap opera out there in the NBA, saying apparently putting like kind of like a little heads tail, like say yo, I want to go to Philly. He did that today. 
Uh, I mean, I'll take Dame. But my question for you is this. All Philadelphia's like, yo, Dame time. You know, I got my watch on. It's Dame yeah. time. Can we get Damian Lillard without giving up Maxi? I don't see that possible. Um, we got James Harden right there. So yeah, but I we mean, had Ben Simmons, and they thought Ben Simmons was going to be good. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, Harden, Harden didn't. How do I say? Harden wasn't bad in the playoffs. I mean, he showed. You know, he won us two of those games. So I think his value isn't down. But I don't know, man. I I think we might have to give up Maxi. But if we can't, I mean, we could. You got to package Tobias. You got to package. Let's see who, who can we. PJ is going to be in that uh, package. Maybe. So, I probably, mean, probably not. I think I think it'd be a sign and trade with Niang. He's a free agent. I think he. I like him. I like it. I mean, I don't know. I, there's a lot of options that can happen. We could sit here and talk about a lot of things. Bring Harden back. Yeah. Do this or that. Whatever. We could do a lot of things. We do a lot of things. I think the number one priority needs to be get a good coach and then let that coach figure it out. Like, do you want – if it's Sam Cassell, do you want to bring back James Harden or do you want to go out and try and get a guy like Van Fleet? If if they hire Nick Nurse, does Nick Nurse bring in Van Fleet? You know, someone like Van Fleet. Like, you're yeah. going to pay him. But you got to get rid of Tobias. That. I thought about that. But remember, Van Fleet just got the bag a couple years ago. I don't think he's going anywhere. What about Pascal Siakam? That's the option right there. I mean, it's Pascal. Like, are they really going to demand a lot for someone like him? Who definitely don't want to play for him. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's I an mean, underrated player. Very, very. He was an all-star last year. He's Pascal. He should have been yeah. on the All NBA team, in my opinion. He should have been. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many good. Been, there's yeah. so many good players um, in the NBA. It's hard to say. Oh, this guy should have been off. But I mean, you can't sit there and tell me he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, hey, there should be fucking four. Like, that's how good some of these guys are, you know? Like, for real. Like, he almost averaged a triple-double and he didn't make the, the All-NBA team. It's like, who do you take out? Jalen Brown? Probably not. I you know, know, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple guys out there. I, I think, I, see, the only reason I'm kind of dibbling around with Maxi because I think we should build around Maxi. I agree. That. Like, and I, like, listen, Joel Embiid ain't going nowhere right now, man. Let's be real. Like, I think we're going to run it back one more year with the guy. Yeah. I, I, I don't think – I really don't see Joel Embiid being traded. I think he's he's here. Um, I do think Harden's gone. So we have to replace a guard now. You know, I, th- I can't think – Can't I, get this – I think James Harden and that Houston shit is just smoking air for him to get paid more money by the Sixers. I, I really do. Uh, They're like, it makes no sense at all. Like, if I'm the Sixers and I can trade Tobias Harris – we talked about this before – I would sign James Harden back and let him play the point guard role. Let him play the Chris Paul role and be like, yo, Maxie, yeah. you got it. And then I'd sign a shooter. Like, go go out and get some shooters. Like, hey, like, I don't I don't know how many there are out there. There's a couple guys out yeah, there that can just you, – You're telling me there ain't a couple guys out there that are like a Duncan Robinson that could just shoot just shoot the ball. That's all you do. Austin Reeves. Yeah. Austin I mean, Reeves. He's staying in L.A. They'd be, I mean, he should. But, I mean, you know, like, think about it. Like, you get rid of the Tobias contract and you just transfer that into Harden. I don't think anybody would really yeah. be mad about that if we signed shooters, yeah. if we signed other players. Like, why not? I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of options. I mean, I don't want Kyrie Irving. I really don't want Kyrie Irving because uh, I don't know when he's going to show up. I'm not knocking the guy's I- skills at all. He's unbelievable. But 
something's going to happen in the world and he's just going to disappear. I don't want that shit, you know? That, that's my, there it is right there. It's the, it's the distraction. Yeah. He's the best fucking share in the game. He can score. He can score so many. Honestly, he's unbelievable. He, he's probably the best scorer. Dude got handles I mean, out the fucking world, too, man. Like, outside of KD. Outside of KD and D book, I would probably put Kyrie in there as the most versatile scorer out there. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I do think Kyrie does get a bad rep a little bit being a quote unquote team killer. I mean, like, he, yeah. got, he got traded to Dallas, and they traded basically away their whole fucking team. Like, I don't know really what they expected out of that. Like, they, they had no bench. They had no depth at all. I don't think it was because of Kyrie. And they traded everyone nah, away. Can like, we bring Kai? Can we can we blame Kai I for them not making the playoffs? I, I don't at all because, like, if you actually look at the stats when he played, like, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> like, it, it definitely wasn't his fault. It was, like, it was like Phoenix when they fired Monty Williams. Like, Monty literally yeah. said – you can't trade our bench for this guy. We have nothing. And what happened? He was right. So they said, oh, sorry. We got to mm-hmm. fire you. That's why they fired him because he was right. He was like, I didn't want Kevin Durant because I know. They know. Yeah. Like, you can't win in the NBA with just two guys. Like, you need a team. Yeah. And I don't know. You do need a team. So, bring me to LeBron James. We got to talk about LeBron a little bit. Obviously, mm. he said he's going to wow. retire. Let me ask you. What do you think – LeBron James's purpose of even bringing up the retirement was. We all know he's not going to retire. But what do you speculate nah. the Lakers are going to do? What it's telling me is he has nothing else to play for. So I think I, I think he's burnt out. I think he just wants to play with Ronnie. He's going to stay in L.A. They might suck a couple seasons, though. Yeah. Because you I might mean, see AD gone. Well, the thing is, you like, see... what do you, what do you, like, what do they realistically do? Like, I, I think their their option is sign LeBron and trade Davis because LeBron's not signing. LeBron ain't signing for another three four years. He's going to sign for a two year one year player option, same as they did before. I mean, yeah. so it's like, do you really does LA LA has they have to invest in it? It's fucking LeBron. I mean, I guess you got to invest it's in still it. LeBron, bro. But it's like, it's still is LeBron. LeBron's best choice to go to stay in LA? I I don't know. I mean. I don't, I don't. It's where his film company is. It's where his film company is. His son's playing for yesterday. I I don't see him going nowhere else. See, if I'm LeBron James, I think this might be. I, I signed for like a two year deal, like a one and one, and I I sit out the whole year on my ankle surgery, and then if his son gets drafted, I'm like peace. I'm going there. Final <laughs> year. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I, I think somehow Bronny's gonna make his way over to the Lakers. I mean, yeah, like, I saw a couple of I mistakes. don't know what it is. I think some way, Bronny, we're, we're probably going to, especially if he goes to the UFC his first year and he does not, he just balls the fuck out. Because they do have a good backcourt, backcourt coming up with these freshmen with yeah. Bronny and other kids. I think, I think they bring in the number three uh, point guard in the nation yeah. or some shit like I feel that. a little bad for him. He got and so Bronny's much pressure on him, bro. So much pressure. It's, it's unbelievable. But you know what, though? I He's going to college, so a lot of that pressure, I don't know if that pressure is going to sit there at USC. It's just USC. People forget they were a top 15 team last year. I mean, hey, they were pretty good. Uh, They were. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think you're right there. All right, let's let's get into more violence here. Uh, We got to talk about violence. No, No, I'm not talking about LeBron James flop because that is violent. Francis Nagano, man. Everybody was going away on speculation of – Oh, he's done. He made a bad decision. He should have stayed with the yeah, UFC. Man. My boy. He signs with yeah. PFL, right? And the first first the headline. Bag. Got the bag. Yeah, so first headlines you see are he made a bad decision. He's making less money per fight. 
But people forget. This guy is a heavyweight fighter, and now he signed a contract that's going to allow him a two, two to three fight deal, seven figures per mm. fight. He's also allowed to have his own sponsors in the ring, so like that ups the money more. Yeah. On top of that, he's the uh, he can box and he can do MMA, exactly. and and he's on the advisory board for the PFL, which is basically like a lifetime job. And he's the chairman of PFL Africa. They're trying to build out into Europe. Uh, I mean, like, anyone bashing this guy for signing what he did? I think you're stupid and you think fighters are going to fight till they die. Like, Francis realized that. Oh, he's scared. He's scared of John Jones, this and that. You mean to tell me you look at that motherfucker and you think he's scared? I'm sorry. Like, I think John Jones would beat him in a fight just because John's John. But, like, come on. You think yeah. y- y- y'all really think Francis Nagano, the predator, is scared of any person on this earth? I-, I I don't think so. I think he signed that deal to make a lifelong job for himself, and he set his family up for a future. And not to mention, Paul, did you see the clause he put in his contract? He would he would not sign the contract unless his clause was in his contract for his opponents. You saw that, right? They got bread too. They, they two got the million too. dollars per fight yeah. plus pay per view buys too, yeah. for anyone that fights him. And I, do you I, see I, why I said he might poach some of these heavyweights from UFC? Listen, I, I I could see it. Maybe like the thing is like we talked about that as well. Like it's a great sign, but it's still yeah. not like a Conor McGregor sign or someone like younger. He's he's thirty five, thirty six years old. He's he's older. He's a heavyweight, yeah. so it's like, it, how long is he really? I get his competition might isn't be as good, but if he gets cocky and gets hit, you know, he might be done in two fights. You never know. I don't think that's going to happen, but I mean, I think it's a, a very, very positive thing for the PFL, especially if they're about to buy Bellator. They're trying to buy Bellator on top of that, so we are talking about all the older fighters who go to Bellator. So now you're yeah. going to see a lot. They might go quicker now. You know, I, yeah. You know, you might you might get a guy that's like 32, 33, like let's say like a Robert Whitaker type of guy that is like, yeah. he just couldn't beat, the, he can't beat the champ. He might say, "Yo, fuck this, yeah. I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna go get paid now." It's still top three, top four in the world in that Absolutely. division. He might leave. Oh yeah, you might start seeing that earlier, but I don't think the the younger guys are gonna go there yet. But I, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great sign. You're absolutely right that maybe these guys aren't going to, like, go with PFL right now. Right now, though. Because it, yeah. it's, still, it's still forming. You know what I mean? Look, and, you know, Wiz is on the board. Wiz Khalifa's on the board. Marshawn Lynch is in it. 50 Cent, I think, is I believe now is involved with it. Yeah. It's it's a lot going on in the PFL. But it, it's come, It's starting to come off its, you know, its hinges now. Yeah. So It took UFC can, a while I, to grow. If I'm Tui, yo, if I'm Tui... The heavyweight to the, the the big boy that drinks out of the shoes. I'll go over to the PFL. I'm not gonna get him a shot at the title. Exactly. I I'll agree. go to the PFL. I mean, if, Derek, um, send Derek Lewis back. I don't over. know. I, yeah, boom! You said right there. I was. What about Rose? All these guys that over. can't beat the top five guys. Like, I mean, why would yeah. you keep fighting these guys that you can never move up? And like, I, but yeah. I, I think I think the heavyweight division can grow. But like all the other dudes, yeah. I just think it's a lot harder because these younger guys want that competition, and it's in. How about Max? Nah, How about Max? Maybe. Nah, maybe? nah he's, he he wants competition, and all the all the top guys. All the are best here. in, in uh, but, but my thing is like 
their it's in their brain that you have to sign with the UFC to be the best. When we see guys that are in other divisions, like one one championship, you got Mighty Mouse. PFL has Johnny Amblin, who might arguably be the best middleweight in the entire world. The dude's unbelievable. He beats yeah. the shit out of everyone. I mean, why? Like, I don't know. I, th- I think, you like I said, you just need one guy that is like, n- I'm not saying now, not a superstar now, yeah. but like a guy that's like 13-0 and 0, and then just make them just like get these flashy fucking wins, get some advertisement exactly. that just talks. Like, don't even got to talk shit, but like, just talks. I think I think we're missing something here, though. Clever Cecile's. It's no offense, it's a woman. You need men to grow it. I know, but she's 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 arguably the greatest female boxer of all time. Yeah, she's doing now both. you bring her into she's doing both. And she's by the way, by the way, yeah, she's younger than me. I believe she's like twenty seven. I think twenty eight, maybe if that. And she's doing MMA. I think she's one and one right now in MMA. Yeah, one. She won so, her first fight, then she fought a way heavier, better opponent the second fight, and she got yeah, submitted. Yeah. But like, hey, like, it, I know what you're saying, but I mean. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, because people forget, UFC did not grow overnight. It took them 15, 20 years to even get no, close to where they And what? What was the main yeah, reason the UFC grew? They bought Pride and Strike Force. So if PFL can acquire Bellator and start yeah. enticing, yeah. hey, come o- come over from the UFC a little bit longer, a little yeah. bit earlier. Sweet. Like let's let's see these fighters like start saying, hey Dana, I don't want to sign an eight fight deal. I'll sign a three fight deal, and then hey, we'll see. Because, like, Dana White tries Dana, to get these see, guys on, like, smart. 10 fight deals. Yeah. Dana was smart, though, because he has a contender and he has a uh, tough, uh, tough. And it's been so, very yeah, successful. It's yeah. been very. Let's be real. Tough one. Forrest Griffin. Yeah. The, the fight between Forrest and, um, what's his name? And, uh, Bonner. Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Stefan Bonner. Oh, that's it. Um, the fight between those two. Made me into an MMA fan and made a lot of people I know yeah. into MMA fans. Yeah, it's true. Die hard at that. Yeah, like, now, now they need PFL needs exactly. that. They need a fight that makes you go, yo. But I think that's what they're trying to do. That's why All they're they trying to make Francis the chairman of Africa because they're trying to go over there. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he he's he's from Africa. You got a couple other champions like Usman from Africa. You got even Izzy. He's African, yeah. even though he's from the Netherlands. I mean, not the Netherlands, uh, New Zealand. Uh, but like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you got got a lot of got a lot of potential out there. Not just Africa; it's Europe. Like that's the point. It's Africa, Europe, mm-hmm. and that lower Australia, New Zealand. Like, I think it's a great idea because Dana White kind of stopped doing the tough a lot, and it's not as popular yeah. anymore. He but he's the the Dana White contender series has been an absolute hit. Like you got, I think. <laughs> Right. Jamal Hill's a champ the right now. Have there's there's a couple other guys in there that aren't that are competing for titles. I mean, like it. But then again, like again, you got to buy other organizations to grow to bring people into view. Because like, if you're a Bellator viewer and you watch Bellator, you're gonna end up switching to watch PFL more than you are UFC because you know the guys. A lot of people that watch that Bellator shit, they hate the UFC because it's it's like a business. They don't like it, you know. You know what I mean? Uh, so I I, yeah. I think I think PFL this move was phenomenal. I think uh, they can grow a lot, and it brings me into my next topic. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Conor McGregor real quick. His documentary just came out, and with this related to this Francis Ngannou thing, 
So Francis and, and Dana White went into argument, and Dana White's basically saying, you quit on the UFC, blah, blah, blah. And Francis is like, yo, like, I fulfilled my duties. I did all my fights. I was a free agent, and you didn't give me what I want. I left. And then he went on to say that you wanted me to fight three fights per year, which I agreed to do, and then you wouldn't give me any more than one. And you kept prolonging the contract. In Conor McGregor's documentary, we saw that firsthand from Conor's camp that that's what was happening to Conor McGregor, who was the biggest star in the UFC. So it's like, well, I don't understand people that are bashing him for leaving. Like, it's like, dude, like, so Conor McGregor, the documentary McGregor Forever, he fought Cowboy Cerrone, Mm -hmm. and then he couldn't get a fight for what, two years? They wouldn't give him a fight because part of it was due to COVID. But they were fighting during mm-hmm. COVID, and this guy was trying to get a fight on Fight Island left and right. And Dana White was basically him. like, nah. No one let him on Fight Island. And why wouldn't they let him on Fight Island? I still don't you, get it. You know why. <laughs> because Fight Island had no audience. Dana yeah, White did no not want to put Conor McGregor on a place that only projected sales that he knows the majority of the people yeah. weren't even buying. They were streaming it yeah. because it was in Abu Dhabi. He didn't want to do that because he was like, no, we're not going to let you go out here and get your ass, your your face punched in if we're not making millions and millions of dollars off of you. So they tried yeah. to push it off thinking like this COVID shit's going to stop and we're going to we're gonna have you first fight back. And then it kind of never happened. Like it just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. And then like, it's crazy. It was crazy. And like Dana White does that shit to everybody. Like he does that to every yeah. fighter. Like, People, Mafia, man. Like, like if I, you understand this because you know you've been around the fight game for a while, like, and people don't understand when you become a champion or a superstar in, in one like boxing or or UFC, it's a different yeah. world. Like you don't you can't do or say what you have to do anymore. You don't get the fights yeah. you exactly want. You got to do what these guys want to do so they can make the yeah. most amount of money because they don't know how long you're going to be there for when you're coming up. They're just throwing you out there because you're entertaining. If you yeah. lose, they don't really care because they'll just bring another guy up. But when you're one and you're there, we got to preserve Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, I don't see PFL doing that. They don't do that because they don't have a championship fight every every month or two months. It's it's a yeah, year thing. True. So, I mean, I think, I think UFC, I think Dana White's bashing a lot of this stuff because of Francis happening and this McGregor documentary. And you saw a little bit of behind the scenes of what actually was happening. Yeah. That I think it kind of made him look bad. I, I personally thought it was a great it documentary. Did. How about yourself? It was an amazing documentary. I, I actually earned a lot more respect. You good, good. Yeah. All right, we're good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out with the nature, you know, you know, stoop, you know. Wi Fi is a little shaky sometimes. Um, I, I I liked it I liked it a lot because it showed a different side of Conor. My favorite part in that in that that whole thing was when he lost to Khabib, and and Dana came up and was like, "All right, dude." He's like, "What do you want to do about Khabib? You want to press charges on him?" He said, "I lost. The fight's over. That's it. Period." Yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, like I lost, dude. Like the fight's over. Like this, this all that was entertainment. He was like, but I lost my fight. So I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, leave me alone. I just lost. Talk to me later. Like, I earned a lot of respect for Conor. And seeing the pain, you know what, though? 
I think I liked him more after seeing his losses because after those losses, he was in so much pain. Like, like the he like the way he was like, even after the Dustin thing with his leg, he kind of was like, "Damn, dude, I fucking lost, I fucking lost." Like he was like it, the frustration, like, yeah. and that's the the reality of being a fighter, though. And you're showing you're human. We see Connor as his big time superstar. We don't see him after a loss. Even after the win, he was calm. Like after his win against I, against I think it was Cowboy, he was like, "All right, I feel a little bit better. I'm back." And Ooh. yeah, and like, I agree. I agree with you. I think uh, that that prolonged uh, wait after that Cowboy fight really really hurt him because. People don't understand, like, when you're a fighter like him, you got to fight every couple months, especially when you're coming off of a win because you get in your own head. You, you get in your own head. And it showed it showed that in the documentary, which he was. Uh, and then he had a great training camp, and then he got knocked out. And it was like, oh, shit. You know? Uh, yeah. But that happens. It's a fight game. Like, I mean, like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it, it, like Yeah. And, and he, re- he realized he that, like- too. But then he also realized, yeah, like, yeah. yo, I was being too nice. I got to, like, I got to act like a dog again. I don't. It's nothing personal. Which he's right. Yeah. Like you're you're trying to kill people in the ring. Like you know, like if you're not yeah. trying to kill them, you're not trying hard enough. Obviously, you're not actually trying to kill them, but like yeah. in the essence, you are. Because if you're not, then you're yeah. not giving a hundred percent in that. You're you're fucking beating the shit out of people. And in, 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 you know, he just got like, in the warrior mode exactly. against Dustin the second time, and he was playing. And he was fighting well, but you know, a leg injury, but an ankle injury. But you know, it's crazy that's too. The because fight game, man. I remember, I remember watching it, and I, I like. They, all they showed was the the bad shit Connor was doing, saying to Dustin leading up to that second fight, and I was like, man, I, this guy's such an ass. Like, the fuck's he saying? But then you see in the documentary, yeah. and they see a lot of good stuff he's doing. It's like, all right. And then when he broke his leg, every single person was like, yeah, all right. Like, you didn't have an injury. You just broke your leg for the leg kicks. Then when the documentary came out, and you actually saw he had a stress fracture in his ankle, and they're basically yeah. like, yeah, like if this like anybody else, we would have push the fight back but connor now i'll fire us all so we can't say shit and i it's like oh shit all right like i earned respect yeah. because like dude all these fighters get a pinky injury and they call out this motherfucker had a, literally had a fracture in his leg which is like yeah he did yeah, you, you fuck up one time your shit snapping yeah. and it did and it did and it did <laughs> <laughs> so like, i i have a lot of respect for connor you know what i'm actually excited to see when he fights michael chandler i can't wait for I'm the ultimate fight to start i'm gonna watch it just because like I don't. You know, I, I see fans like that. Uh, I don't care about Connor. I'm not watching Connor, but like, yeah, I just okay. look at him like, it's, why you gotta be like that? You gotta fit in with the people that don't I, like. I don't think Connor's gonna win. He might be Chandler because it's a perfect type of fight. I don't think he's gonna win the belt again. Yeah. But if, if I ever sat here and said I don't want to watch a Connor McGregor fight, that's like saying, hey, I don't want to watch a Floyd fight. Get the fuck out of here. If Floyd yeah. comes back and fights a legit fight, everyone's watching that shit. Let's be real. Come on. Yeah. It, it's just like, come on. It's like those people love to hate because it's like, oh, I got to be the outlier. It's like people that say, I ain't watch Game of Thrones because why would I watch Game of Thrones? Because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's why. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, like, that's not your type of shit, though. Like, you're really not into that. But no, like, you don't sit there and say, oh, I'm not going to watch. Why would I watch that? Nah, nah. Like, I just you know what I mean? No, you know, you know exactly what I'm saying. Like, I never dove into it. 
People, there's always another yeah, show. Yeah, like man. secretly, people are like, "Yo, I really want to watch Connor. I can't wait." But in person, they're like, "I don't no. care about Connor." Fuck that guy. Like, Rick, come on, dude. Him, that motherfucker will sell out a stadium doing a rock concert. That's how popular he is. I go watch yeah, it. He, he, he'll fuck <laughs> the O two O two like that, man. Yo, in, I mean, England, like that's. Listen, I'm just hoping that uh, he fights at Madison Square Garden because, like, we're gonna go to that because I. I like, I don't care who else on the fight card, but, like, just, like, I went to the Khabib fight that it was supposed to be Ferguson, the one Connor threw the thing through. And, like, that environment was just the Khabib fans. It was fucking insane. Like, they were crazy. Yeah. It was awesome, though. Like, yeah. I, and I can imagine Connor fans, like, oh, my God, it would be awesome. Yeah, they're rabid. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious rabid. to see come yeah, back. They don't, they don't play, man. They don't play. Exactly. Exactly. So, we're in the fight game. We're going to talk about boxing. Your favorite. Your favorite. Now, we got a lot of people out here saying, was that a, the, one of the worst rigged fights ever? Or, or yeah. Whatever. Um, My question. Haney. Haney. Haney so, yeah, so, we're going to talk about Haney versus Haney Lomachenko. Lomo. Now, I want to go a different route with this. I'm going to go a different route. Okay. I understand a lot of people disagree with the, with, the, uh, with the judge's decision. You know, a lot of times we do, big fights we do. I, I, I personally do disagree with the decision. But I want to point out the fact that you got two guys that are at the top level fighting each other. Let's 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 respect that. Let's, let's appreciate that, let's that, that because like it was a hell hey, of a fight, man. Good fight, very good fight. Yeah. That's the, see, I was listening to one of my idols, Teddy Atlas, today, right on his podcast. He's that when I think boxing, like you call me Stu Kellerman. But Teddy Atlas is my guy. Like that's who I grew up listening to. Like just the way he breaks it down. Like I I wish I could sound that passionate about boxing when he talks. When I talk about it, Um, he said it best, man. We're we're sitting here talking about a judge. This was a hell of a fight between these two. These two gave their all. Like, and we're talking about how a judge screwed a fight. He's like, and it's a it's a shit stain for our sport, and it is. Yeah. Um. I, I do love that they give us their all, though. Yeah, that's what they, I'm saying. Like, Haney and Loma gave everything they could. And was a, I don't I don't knock them for any of it, man. Yeah, it's so, not their fault that the judge took him. It's not his fault. I, I actually watched it and wrote down what, what like my rounds. Uh, yeah. Judge Judge had it one sixteen, one twelve, one fifteen, one thirteen. Yeah, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. He's a uh, he's been in a couple of these though. Yeah, so I mean, me me personally, I had it one fifteen, one thirteen. Lomachenko. But I mean, yeah. like I said, you got uh Haney landed 110 punches out of 405, yeah. 27%, which is very good against a guy like Lomachenko. Usually you don't really yeah. hit him. The only guy that actually had really success was Lopez. Uh he was hitting with the body a lot too. Which I, I, That's that was his bread and butter. Yeah. His first half of his fight, the bread and butter for He's for tearing Haney him apart. Staying stay staying Loma's shit and tear his body apart. He stood he didn't he didn't even back up a lot. He stood right in yeah. front of him. And every time he threw a shot, he banged to the body. Banged to the body. And yo, and Loma, taking the body work like that and not slowing down shows you how much of a freak he is. He's unbelievable. At 35 years old. Yeah. At 35 years old. Yeah. And he's taking all that bo- them body shots. Didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Uh, and giving it back. I agree there. Uh, Lomachenko landed more punches, 124 out of 564. He's a more active fighter at 22%. And yeah. so I, I had for first two rounds, I had I had gone to Haney, then I had three, Mr. four Adam going. Yeah, I, I thought he was more active. He was landing more body punches. 
And then I had uh, Lomachenko three and four. So it was already two to two. Uh, then I had five and six going to Haney. Seven, eight, nine, I had gone to Lomachenko. Then I had 10 yeah. going to Haney. And 11 and 12 closing out going to Lomachenko. I was agreeing with you up until the 10th. Um, I, I think because of how Lomachenko uh, was aggressive in the time, it was actually Lomo's best, like I would say at the time, was probably his best round, where he he won that shit. Like, it, like I think it was, he outlanded, was close he outlanded him. Think, he was more busy. Dev didn't throw a single jab in the 10th. He had zero. He landed zero jabs in the, in the, in the 10th and one body shot. Lomo was damn near perfect. Yeah, it was on power, yeah. You know, yeah, it, it was, he was damn near perfect. And so I, I gotta give, I got, give, I got, I give him the tenth. I gave, I gave Lomo the tenth and eleventh, and I gave Dame, Devin um, the, the fourth and the twelfth. Those are only two rounds between us two. I can say they won every last one of them. We're hella close. See, guys, that's what I'm saying. Like we're talking about judges. Me and him both watched fights out here, and we both saw it a little bit different. You know, it's like, come on. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah. it is what it is. At the end of the day, like, we both watched the fight twice. I haven't watched a boxing fight, fight twice in probably 15 years. Like, probably. probably, you probably something I, right there, right? I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. I mean. I showed you something right there. Yeah, like, I might have watched the Pacquiao-Floyd a couple times just because it was them. You want to rewatch yeah. it? Just yeah, to say, like, the it. fuck? Because we waited 30 years for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we did. <laughs> but what do what do you think is next for uh, Devin Haney? Who's he gonna take on next? Well, if he doesn't, if the, if Lomas Camp actually agrees to the rematch, well, I think they will. It would probably be Lomas again. If not, you stay the fuck away from Tank and you fight you fight uh, Shakur. Yeah. Shakur is a smarter fight for him. It, it makes more sense, more money. They're they're both not more money than Tank, of course. But they're both young. They're at they're reaching their primes. These guys have problems with each other as it is. So I mean, I can see Shakur and Dane and Haney next. That's the that's where I would key in. If I'm Haney's camp, I'm staying the fuck away from Tank because Tank's gonna hurt him. So why why do you think that? Are you seeing the same thing I saw in that fight of why you're saying Tank stay away from Tank? What is the what is the reason for that? That you're saying stay away from it's, Tank? I, I was saying it before. Like Danny Devin Haney gets real stationary. And he takes some time. This fight he had to take damage. He had to get those body punches. He had to take damage. Devin has a bad problem of staying stationary and not throwing punches. And when he gets in the, in, in the inside, he gets roughed up. And what Tank does very good is fight inside and break you. So I, I thought the body. same thing. I was watching it. And how many times did you watch it where Haney would go body, body, and then bam, left hook over top from Loma. Boom, right over top. Loma, Loma don't really got, no, take- he don't really got the power. Tank would yeah. knock you the fuck out. So Tank like, would knock him the fuck out. He hit him multiple would, times with that see, left hook. Like, yeah. multiple times. It was clean. Everything. Everything. But, like, if he was a more powerful puncher, him. like, Tank, like, Tank, Tank will fucking throw a damn brick at you. He's gonna, you know, he hits you. And, and Tank's not, Tank wouldn't fight him like Lomachenko. He would literally probably just get your time down and start picking you apart. But that's, that's, that's that, my point about it. Lomachenko was getting yeah. the timing down when he was doing the bodies. And even they had the, yeah. video, they had the video of, uh, of his camp, and he goes, he knows exactly what the fuck I'm doing. He's timing. He knows what me. I'm doing. And yeah. but he doesn't have the power. Like if he would actually had like yeah. a power, power guy, he would have knocked him out. You know. So it's like I think he would have too. He, like I said, it was a great fight, but my I I would have been okay with a draw because I don't think neither yeah. one of them put their stamp to win it. 
Um, I can see where you guys say Lomo Tango though, because the whole fight Lomo had been slowed down. Yeah, Lomo was busy, busy, busy. There, not granted. Haney definitely stayed in there too, but a lot of times you can tell when Haney was taking the foot off the gas, and that's when Lomo took over that round. Yeah. So a that, lot of those rounds that you called for it. Lomo, I agree with, because those are the times where Devin took his foot off the gas because he's like, okay, I need to slow the fuck down. He's hurting. So I, I agree with you. It, it could have went to Lomo, but I would be cool with a draw. Yeah, I think at worst it was a draw. Like I, I don't think yeah, Haney, too. I don't think he did enough to win the fight. I, I'm not saying he did enough to you. lose I, the I fight either. Like, so. I, yeah, but like yeah. I said, it was a great fight. I'm curious to see what they got coming up next. But we got we got another fight coming up. We got to talk about, and I want to talk about this fight for specific reasons. Devin Haney has said, "Yeah, Floyd Mayweather killed the boxing sport because of the promotions. Obviously, he loves yeah. the money. Obviously, but he's he loves the O. Yeah, uh, there's so much promotional shit going on. You fight, can't fight this guy because of that promotion. Blah yeah. blah blah. Is it that promotion? Yeah. We got two guys coming up. We got Buck Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. who have been talking for what two years now, and they couldn't get an agreement. Longer. Of, yeah, they literally couldn't get to an agreement that. because of their promotions. They said, "Yo, fuck yeah. the promotions." They went and That's met, good, and they talked with each other and said, "Yo, we're doing this." Blah blah blah. I don't know the arrangements for the deal yet. But they agreed to a fight on July 29th this year yeah. coming up. Um, what do you think about that fight? I love it. Uh, as much as much I was saying to you earlier, I wish it kind of happened a couple years ago. I mean, I'm still happy this is happening because yeah. these are two of the best in the business right now, in my opinion. Yeah. They're just not as active. Um, I can tell you like how I see it. I can break it down, but I mean, I'm going to change my answer five, five, ten times up to the fight. Yeah. Because I'm going to watch so much tape on them. Uh, this is what boxing needs, though. Two undisputed guys going up against each other. Two O's are on the line. Exactly. I like I it. mean, look, Terrence, Bud's more accomplished in the sport of boxing yeah. than Arrow. And I'm not saying that disrespectfully. Multiple division champion, unified multiple divisions. But I will say this, Bud's resume does look a little bit better because of who he's fought. Yeah. So it's going to be a good one, man. My problem is Bud's 35. So I want to – And you, we'll you, probably be 36. You're bringing, you're bringing up the resume right here. I got, I got the resume for you. You know, this fight is for the mm-hmm. undisputed welterweight title. Undisputed. Yeah. Do you, do you know how many times you've had two guys of uh, at least 25 and 0, both champions fighting each other? Ever in history of boxing? No, no I can't. Not the top of my dome. Big no. zero. It's never happened. First time yeah. ever. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, no, wasn't wasn't uh Sugar Ray and uh Sugar Ray Leonard and uh Sugar Ray Hearns? No, nah, not Hearns. Uh, yeah, Sugar Ray and Hearns were undefeated, right? Nah, Hearns lost. Yeah, so they weren't undefeated. Oh wow. They weren't. Well, they might have been, but they weren't both champs. So it's like first time ever they're both champions. You, you, you're right. They they were both on the field, but they weren't both champions. Yeah, so right first time ever. These are guys on the field and both champions. Uh, you're bringing up the resume though. Uh, Spence is 28 and 0, 22 knockouts, yeah. six title fights. Yeah. Uh, yeah beautiful title record. Fights. Beautiful record. Uh, he's still younger. Bud 39 and 0, 30 knockouts. What do I got? Uh, 19 title fights. So it's like, yeah, he's. Been there a lot more. He's accomplished. Yeah, he's very accomplished. Um, not saying again, not saying EJ isn't. He's fought bigger fighters though. Yeah, especially at this weight class. I agree. So yeah, I, it's gonna be interesting. They're both amazing. Both, you know, this fight reminds me of Volkanovski versus Islam. 
pound for pound, number one on the line. Who, who yeah, the fuck's going to win? Right. Like, I, agree. I don't know. It's like, it, it's a little different because obviously they're the same weight. Where like that that fight, you're like, Fulganowski's yeah. moving up. It's like, but nobody yeah. ever counted him out at all. Like people were picking him. Like I wanted him to win. I thought he could win. You know, it's like that. Which brings me to my 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 my, my question for you: If you were Las Vegas, who is the favorite in this fight? Spence. Aero Spence. Spence is. Aero Spence. All right. So the funny part yeah, is, there ain't no favorite right now. They're both money line minus oh, one twelve. Really? Both of them. You know what? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, how great they are. Um, that's unbelievable. Yeah, like, that's man. crazy. I was looking yeah, at it I, like, I, damn. I, I was like, can I get bought it? Like plus, yeah. I was thinking, can I get bought it? Like plus one fifteen. I'll throw <laughs> a little money on it. I love Bud. I love Bud because move, I watched. Bro. I used to fucking feel disrespect as motherfuckers on Friday night fights. I'm like, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. come on. They were doing him dirty. They were doing him dirty back in the day. I'm, I'm glad he's finally getting, he's probably going to get his bag. Yeah. They're both going to get a bag. But they, this so is going to be big for boxing. They actually have some Boxing's odds, been trying. Yeah, they're trying. I think this is a good step forward. I think this is a great step forward because yeah. you've got two I mean, guys that had are a streak. They just had a streak of, of, of good fights. Yeah, I Then think they had a streak uh, of bad fights that were good. I think something like, like this is going to be good, though, because you got guys that are willing yeah. to say, fuck the promotion. Like, we're going to get paid let's anyway. Go. Saying, like, I mean, like, because box, box they, they know. Like, these young fighters, yeah. like, there's a lot of young guys that are coming up that are like, yo, I want to beat the best guys. Like, who the fuck is, you know, fucking John Simmons? Who the fuck's he? I don't want, no one knows him. I want to fight the guys that are there. And there's a lot of guys that are young. Hungry, that want to fight, and I, I, yeah. I'm liking this. Like these these guys stepping in and doing it, and we'll see. So we got for the fight. Like I said, both guys are already money line minus one twelve, but Spence mm-hmm. by decision is plus one sixty, and Bud by decision is plus two ten. So I guess technically, uh, Errol Spence is the favorite by knockout. Mm-hmm. Though Bud is plus three sixty, and Spence Ooh. is plus five hundred. So then again, Ooh, like, they think he's gonna. Oh, they think Bud's gonna stop. No, him. no, no, no. The odds are better for uh, the decision, but if one of them were to knock the other guy out, yeah. it's more likely that a Bud would knock him out. So it's like really, Damn. yeah, really. That's interesting. That's very interesting. For the fight to go to <laughs> distance, yes, is minus one ninety five, and no is plus two ten. Yeah. So it's like. This gonna be a hell of a fight, boys. So like, yeah, hell of a fight, man. Like, if you're an MMA fan and and you even know, I'm learning how to choose the right audio. <laughs> oh shit! I have a watch saying, "What the fuck are you saying, bitch?" Said, "Yo, get up! You've been sitting too long." <laughs> Yo, chill. No, but uh, even MMA fans, like, you got tuned in for this fight. Like, it's gonna be a great fight. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be the biggest fight in boxing. Exactly. Um, it's a great date because I'm pretty sure there's no UFC fight that week. Actually, there might be, but it's not UFC 290. Let me, I'm going to check. I think uh, it might be – what's that other fight coming up? Yeah, it's it's the same day as uh, Poirier Gaethje. I'm like, damn, we got a long night. <laughs> we going out for that night, bro. We're gonna, we got this fight on. And then we got Poirier, Gaethje, Jan versus Perea. We got a couple other good fights in that fight card too. So that, that's going to be a good day got, for the I gotta, combat sports world. I got to see the undercard for EJ and uh, Bud, though. Yeah, I mean, I hey, you got some good fights for the sports world. I think it, it's good. Yeah. It's good for it because it's starting to come back. It's starting to grow. And we'll go from there. 
to end the podcast, though, who are you taking to win the NHL Stanley Cup? We got Florida already in it. Sweet 4 0. Yeah. And then we got today, we got uh, Dallas is playing Golden Knights and Vegas. it's 3 0. So Vegas is probably going to win, I think. So who do you think is going to win? Vegas or Dallas? And then Florida. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Well, Vegas is going to win the, that final, but I, I got Florida taking it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk yeah, about they, the Stanley Cup good. later because. I went to a Vegas game, but I'm not a hockey guy. But, I mean, did you see that one guy for Dallas, though, their best player, with a cross-check to the dude's face? Yeah. Like, the dude was yeah. on the ground. He hit him, and he, and I, yeah. And he, like, had no reaction. He was just like, I fucked up. Like, as he was doing it, he was it's, like, I fucked hockey. up. And he was just like, like, usually they're angry. Like, did you see the video yeah. of hitting him? It was weird. He was like cross checking his face, and he's like, "My bad." And he was like, "Dude, like, what are you doing?" And they interviewed him. He's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think he like blacked out. Like, I don't know what what the hell he was doing, dude. Like, it was, I don't know. It was pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, we gotta talk about the Phillies real quick. I want to talk about Trey Turner. Yeah. We'll talk about Trey Turner. Yikes! Do you know the Phillies? Yikes! He got booed. The Phillies he got booed the other night, didn't he? Yeah, but at least he owned it. You know, at least he owned it. Uh. This man is hitting 250 on the season. He only got okay. freaking 13 RBIs, 25 runs. Mm. Do you know his batting I mean, average with runners in scoring position? Because for some, for some odd fucking reason, every time the Phillies got men on scoring position, Trey Turner comes up, and he's terrible. He just, I, I don't know. Uh, what is it? So with runners on, on, on scoring position, he's third and worst in the league. He's allowed uh, 31 runners on base in scoring position. He's batting 118. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Like, bro, I, it might have went up last night because I got my stats a couple days ago, and he had a home run. But, man, like, dude, like, Castellanos last year when we signed him, he was pretty bad. And then he's having a hell yeah. of a year this year. I, what, do you do with, what do you do with Trey Young? Like, what do you do with him right now? Um, let him play the game. Yeah. Um, just let him play. Like, there's, there's nothing you can do in baseball but knock your own funk. Like, just the only way you're gonna be better is playing. Like, yeah, that's I, how baseball is. I though. don't even know what kind so, of funk he's in. I, I personally, I think he's hurt. I really do think he got hurt in the World Baseball Classic because his swing. He, every, if you watch him swing, everything he's swinging, he's trying. It looks like he's trying to hit a home run. And a lot of times when hitters do that, they fuck up their hip flexors in their in their like their their backside of their swing. So they dip in. Like, when they dip in, they push up because less pressure on it. So I really yeah. think he's hurt. Remember, remember Chase Utley, for example? Remember when Chase Utley hurt yeah. his hip flexor and he kept, his, he kept elevating his swing? Yeah. Like, Trey Young's kind of doing the same thing right now. And it's like, and the motherfucker never misses any games. Like, he plays every game for, like, the last four years. He does so like, every game. He does. Yeah. I mean, if the Phillies get hit with runners on scoring position or if their pitchers could go through the first inning without giving up five runs, I mean – It'd be great. We're a lot more. We're a lot more. Uh, we'll be over five hundred right now. I yeah. think we're a game under. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really watch them that much. I just see stats and shit like that. I mean, horrible. I mean, baseball has been crazy well, this year. To me, it's not. It's not baseball completely to me yet. We gotta so wait. Yeah, that's what's going. I'm, I'm waiting. That's what's going. Yeah, we already know. Like, July. After July, All-Star August break. is kind of when it gets it gets hot. Like right, right the the week before All Star break is when I start really watching yeah. them. Because that's when Me it gets so, interesting. Because the then teams start actually amping it up. Uh, yeah, ramping up. Yeah, I think uh, the Oakland A's—they're not going to ramp it up. Uh, they're terrible. 
Dude, they're giving up eight and a half <laughs> runs per game. Like, holy shit. Well, they'll be in Vegas in what, the next two years? Yeah, they're like tanking before they got. There's no. Oh. Re- they don't have to tank. I'm not tanking. Sucking, <laughs> like, they got some good hitters on their team, too, though, man. Like, I mean, I showed you the stat for the one guy, guys. This is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. The guy for Oakland at night games, he's batting 265. <laughs> During the day, it's like he's a vampire. For he has zero hits in, in 40, 41 at bats during the day. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Check the dude's he's eyes. Yeah, like I'm like, yo, you got Dracula out there? Like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, he shows up when necessary. Can for coach of the year? Can you give it to a hitting coach because the Tampa Bay Rays hitting coach there is coach snagging. of the year. Coach of the year, right there. You know, unbelievable. But I mean. Any other topics you want to talk about? And Philly's making me depressed here. I gotta get off of that. <laughs> um, right now we covered a lot. That's tough. We covered a lot all in one. This is the kind of episodes I love. These little shootouts. Um, I'm not gonna give like I said. I'm not gonna give a prediction to uh to the Bud Crawford and EJ, but yet um, I'm I'm gonna change my mind five times. I might just do a video oh, on yeah, it, TikTok or whatever, but. I don't know, man. I was like, nothing's going on in the league right now. This is dry. This is that dry time. And I mean the league. I mean the NFL. And we got the finals. Speaking of, by next week. Yeah, I mean, they're they're already talking about uh, NFL. Like its season starts next week. I'm like, dude, relax. They haven't done nothing like, yet. They're talking about the draft. They haven't done. I turn on. I was in the sauna today, and I can't turn it on every time. It's Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. I'm like, dude, I hope this motherfucker sucks. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm tired of it. And I, I like, yeah, dude. dude, it's like, they're acting like they're going to win the Super Bowl. And the one dude's like, they're not even going to win the division. <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. like, they're like, oh, they're he's not, going to win the division. I agree with that guy. It was a, it Whoever was said that's smart, I don't think he's going to win it. It's Damian Woody. He's like, he's bashing him because he's like, yo, like. Oh, X-Jet. Oh, X-Jet said this. Yeah, well, he's like, like no, he, obviously he's happy he's there. But he's like, yeah. when's he going to stop being there? Like, you know, uh, like. Aaron Rodgers is in is in the locker room. He's testing people about the offense, this and that. They're like, "Where was yeah. that shit in Green Bay?" You're complaining, but like, what the? Where was it? It's like, yeah, well, he. Uh, I'm gonna say this though. Aaron got hurt <laughs> this offseason so far. Aaron and Aaron and Alan Lazard got hurt, so I'm sure I'm sure he's just trying to make it up with the guys right now. You know what I mean? He's trying to. Get camaraderie, you know. He got his guys there as it is. Like he has a what Randall Cobb and Lazard there. So he has his guys there. So he's trying to he's trying to brotherhood. Brotherhood and sauce love them. So uh, whatever. We already know. They got, they got, they got, they got to do something. They got a tough schedule. We'll see. But we ain't talking about football they yet. Do. Unless some big trade happens with DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Evans. We ain't we ain't talking about that yeah. yet. Cause like uh, he's gonna be a they go anywhere. Yeah, I can see one of them be one of them are going to be a Packers. <laughs> Maybe. Could be. I mean, Mike Evans. You know how crazy Mike that would be, Aaron Rodgers leaves, right? And they bring they have a hell of a draft when it comes to, like, skill positions. Like, two great t- tight ends, a great wide receiver. Then we bring in Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins. It's after Aaron leaves. It's not? great. Well, I would. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Your organization doesn't typically do that, but. Nah, not their style. <laughs> Why not? Homegrown. I mean, Homegrown. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll talk about it more. Yeah. But other than that, we hit like 10, 15 different subjects today. That was a fun episode. 
And uh, was fun episode. I got nothing else left. I got nothing. Neither. So, thanks for listening, guys. We will be back uh, maybe next week. I don't know. Y'all have a good Memorial Day. It's uh, Monday or Sunday, Monday. I don't know. I forget what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all have a good, good rest I think of the week. I'm, I, I just know I'm off Monday. So. There you go. There you go. All right, folks. Well, yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out, everybody.